0: Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat
1: Cool
2: Alan Wake 2, Logan Yep if I was to say to you that Alan Wake 2 is arriving this October, October the 17th, 2023, I said, what's the chance of you sitting down and playing this video game? What's the percentage you'd give me?
0: Uh, 0.2.
2: I like the fact that you didn't go completely
0: flat zero. I the... never flat zero. I, I, I never, ever, ever just go never, ever. But, mm. I mean... It, the chances are slim to none. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to bet on it. You're never getting that bet. But there is a chance in one life that it does happen. It's so... a different
2: timeline. Maybe it does. And that's where the, mm. the tiny, minuscule percentage has got to come in. Well, we got some details from this when uh, Sony decided to show up and do a PlayStation showcase, which roundly criticised by most people as being too long and boring. I tend to agree with that. But there were some information that come out of this. We've got the Alan Wake 2 a release date coming later this year however it's the details within the faq that remedy released that that perked my interest so they, they as, as usual the game was announced a release date a web page went up with all manner of frequently asked questions and i wanted to pull a quote normal
0: it is nowadays FAQ, it seems it. to
2: be well because nothing simple is it they're always fucking about with pre-orders and early access and this that and the other, and season passes, and mm. skin, like there's always some bollocks mm. that it doesn't just make sense, you know, on a on a trailer. Um, but what they did confirm, which I thought was quite interesting, was that this is going to be a digital only release, and they cited Ooh. a number of reasons. So I'm going to pluck the quotes out here. Yeah. So for one, a large number of players have shifted to digital only. Yeah. Which I think is fair. I think we've gone yeah. through the maths of this. And you know, when we did the European sales data, they, they come up with that being the majority. And that seems to be mm. over 50% now. Yeah. Uh, you can buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive. And, a, and Microsoft's Xbox Series S is digital-only console. So again, sort of hammering that point home. There's people without disk drives out there now. It's not uncommon to release modern games as digital-only. Say so it's not uncommon, common, but I don't think it's the norm yet for for
0: well, AAA. I mean, what they're, yeah, so that's what they're basically looking at, like a pentiment or these like yeah. more indie style games. Yeah, well, it's quid. common. Well, yeah, and you go, well, it is, but you don't be seeing God of War do that or like no. anything really that's coming from, as you say, a AAA publisher or developer. It's a that's a bit of an. I mean, it's not wrong. I don't think no. it's roundly wrong, but they've put themselves in a different pigeonhole there. Yes,
2: they have. Uh, secondly, not releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game at fifty nine ninety nine. We've got we 59 got fifty nine ninety nine, fifty nine ninety nine, and forty nine ninety nine UK pans, and the PC version at forty nine dollars and forty nine euros and forty quid. So I mm. want to stop there because what they're basically yeah. trying to say is that not doing that disc means we can we can knock a tenner off. Well, actually, let's just be fair to it. Like, it's a tenner. It's a tenner off in terms of dollars because it's sixty dollars instead of seventy dollars. Um, they're saying the UK price is going to be fifty UK pounds, which is twenty UK pounds off the PlayStation mm. rate, and they're citing that not doing a disc version has helped with that. Now, we've all long. Said that why are digital games being charged the same price as a disc because you've got to come out and produce the disc and whatnot. But mm. very, we've never seen. Well, probably have, and we just haven't seen it in our little sphere we operate in. But very rarely do you see a publisher and a developer come out and say, "Well, we're doing this digital only, and it's going to keep an extra ten dollars or twenty quid in your pocket." I mean, it's logical, but it's just not yeah. how the how the systems work, is it? And it's not how the system works today. You, you don't get a discrepancy mm. in retail versus digital. Prices, even though clearly it's cheaper for anyone to just drop a game on a, on a storefront.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally. Are they, fi- are they fibbing? fibbing? I don't necessarily think they're fibbing. Well, they've been they too probably... honest and saying this is actually
2: true and no one says it.
0: <laughs> well, I think there's that. I mean, I don't know if they're being too honest. For whatever reason, they've gone, don't really want to be doing this disc malarkey. Mm. So, how can we get away with it? And we'll yeah. try and be for basically they're going, well, we're the good Samaritans of the world. It's like, well, it keeps the price point for that initial purchase lower, mm. but you don't get the chance to buy it a month later at discounted rates that's in a game or a CEX. So I wouldn't say that that's wholly a, a, a good thing. And you obviously don't get a trade in on it then either. So. No. Saying that you're friends of the show when what you're doing is removing the ability to trade in and removing the ability to buy a traded in game, mm. are you really the good Samaritans? I mean, arguably for someone like me, right, if I wanted to play this, it's that I, I, I win. Because yeah. if I wanted to play at day one, I can get it cheaper. It will still be in my library. I've got no intent of, uh, of trading or buying a traded game. So I would win, but yeah. there would be people that, that don't like that. Um, and then yeah. you get the hardcore fans that go, "No, I want everything in a bit of plastic." It's like, well, why do I want to ruin the oh. planet? Um, just to have a bit of something there, so that when they're streaming, they've got all these games in the background. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know. It's like people that buy books and go on Zoom calls, and they've got this whole bookshelf, <laughs> bookshelf. behind them. You think you ain't read all that?
2: then someone finds Mein Kampf and they look close yeah. and they're like, hang on, what's going on there? And then they have to explain that away. Which yeah. I don't think it's inherently wrong with reading that, but obviously the assumption is
0: that if you've got Educational, that, you know, isn't it?
2: Well, I've not
0: read it myself. Learn from it. those mistakes.
2: I mean, you don't um, need to read a book to know about that, though, do you?
0: Well... I mean, you sh- <laughs> Surely is that you just know. It's <laughs> there. Um, but we, we digress, as usual. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's... Uh, Interesting, as you say, I think it's a, probably a bit of a watershed moment for, for what you consider a triple A game, just deciding not to do that. Um, yeah,
2: Remedy are kind t- of they're, they're, I think the quality of their games are there, but typically, this mm. is the trouble, we don't get anywhere near enough transparency to say this as a matter of fact. But the budget mm. on their games, I'm led to believe, is lower than what yeah, you know, another one mm. is. But it doesn't matter to me, the, the quality of the game always stands up to those, and mm. like control. One of my favourite games of of last generation. I really did enjoy that, and um, yeah, I mean for me again as a digital fiend. Now this is I'm thinking, well this is good news. Fifty fifty UK pounds if I want it day one, mm. um, so that's fine. And I I I think I would love to see a price discrepancy. I'd love to see the physical game be more expensive at launch, <laughs> and the digital yeah. game to be cheap to to show that you know that there's there's money being saved. But they're, they're never going to do that because the the retailers will you know, go mental and they ship their hardware Mm. for them. Um, And there's so much, there's too much of a relationship there for the publishers to to cut them out like that. But they are being cut out essentially here for this particular game. I suppose it's one game in a a game of a 100 or a 1,000 that come out this Mm. year. But I do have Mm. some level of sympathy for the the physical people, like the Biff's Society. I'm I'm wondering whether they'll even play this, like the Biff's, the Adkins, who have been, you know pretty Mm. much ride or die on physical Biff in particular because he likes to buy it and trade it that's just how he operates every game gets traded unless it's The Last of Us or some level of remake of The Last of Us Mm. and um, he's not going to have that option here I wonder what Mm. he'll do whether he'll just skip it all together
0: I mean I I suspect he'll if it's good enough or if he gets bored enough then he'll he'll Hmm. he'll dip dip into it but his approach really is a sensible approach which you wouldn't have expected really in in in, in terms of the group i mean mine and your approach is arguably the the least financially savvy option but i'm all about convenience Mm. Um, whereas biff's got the most financially savvy option and i think it does hurt those sort of people um and it does give you know the publisher control basically yeah. Ironically, control very clever there. Why did that in there? Control over the price ultimately all, on the all the digital stores they put it on. There's no, you know, CEX or whatever putting that uh, a secondary price. They could just keep it at fifty pound for the rest of the time if they wanted to. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, no doubt appeal on here on a deal at some point, but
2: well, the deals on the digital stores are never usually well eventually they they get to this stage mm. but the physical sales you know the sale on games comes a lot quicker than the digital the digital you, yeah. you wait in months you, mm. you can sometimes walk into a game store should you be brave enough and there's a game that's released probably four weeks ago and it's, it's a tenner knocked off it if it's not sold well mm. yeah so at physical at, at retail there is definitely a, a quicker slide um mm. for when that takes place but no interesting that they've they've done this and it caused a little bit of a, a stir I'm trying to get an answer out of Adkins whether he would buy it if it's digital only because he loves Alan Wake you see but he yeah. is he's not quite physical ride or die because he has bought a couple of games on the digital market one of them mm. being Deathloop and then he never played it played it for three hours and then stopped so he does do that a lot but he's sort of asking questions about whether it's got a release date and he's not he's not just answering the question like I'd like him to and it's early in the morning and you know, he's he's not going to probably respond in time or with an answer that's going to be worthwhile reading out. Last quote here. Finally, we did not want to ship a disc product and have it require a download for the game. We do not think this would make for a great game experience either. I mean, that's just standard practice, though, because... You're going to ship a digital product that's going to require a download (laughs) initially and probably a patch. I understand. I think I understand what they're trying to say. They're trying to go down this route again of saying, well, look, you you know, if you want game preservation, there's all these day one patches, you know, you you haven't got to do that here because we haven't even got the fucking option for one. Mm. But I think they're clutching at straws here, aren't they? You know, when you're trying to sell someone on something, you kind of need three reasons. And I think they, they got two and then thought, we can't think of a third one here. And someone, Alan's stressing out because there's the deadlines coming up for the FAQ to be published. And then one of the <laughs> one of the interns has come up with that dross.
0: It always makes me, like, it's got no obligation to justify their business decisions, right? They've got no obligation to do that. Yeah, they come out with some load of old dross. Why don't they just go, look, cheaper, isn't it? We ain't got a bigger budget, so this yeah. is what we're doing. If you want the game, buy it. If you don't, stick it up your ass. I mean, it ain't the know, best PR, but... I don't know how
2: much it is to cost to, you know, to manufacture a disc in a case and ship it. Oh, it can't be I? a lot. It won't be, like, no.
0: It, it won't it, put them it, under,
2: it, will it, if they don't sell those copies? I'd
0: say it was a pound, I reckon. It must be saying like oh. overall must be a pound a game or something like that. I, I mean, you'd imagine it's more to do with some... Like, they must have to... I don't know, do they pay, like, the stockists? Like, there must be mm. additional distribution cost over just production and and actually yeah. physically stocking it and for whatever reason they've gone we could probably just cut that out Jeff yeah
2: maybe they've got maybe they've got data on like their last game that came out and it was like 90 percent digit I mean I don't know yeah yeah they've got all the metrics they know better than us whether this will make a significant difference to their bottom line
0: the ultimate answer is is if it would they would they would be doing it yeah physically so you you, you, you virtually know that it ain't gonna make a a difference essentially that they've done the maths and they've gone look yeah what it costs us to distribute it versus who's going to buy it ain't worth it. Let's cut it, and they've gone. Yep.
2: Yeah. Alan liked that. He saw the numbers go up and went, "I'll yeah. take that approach." Thank you.
0: Oh, but much. some of it we might get a bit of criticism. Oh, shut up. Do the that's FAQ. Shut them up. Do the FAQ. They'll love it. They should have Give gone for the tenor off.
2: They should have gone for the environment as well. So we don't believe in I'm pumping surprised. more. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a slam dunk. That's the third one for me. That intern's mm. really he could have been a hero there in that boardroom. I <laughs> don't yeah. no believe
0: have... in any unnecessary unnecessary yeah. plastic packaging
2: yeah releasing cardboard then well tell you what i had some smarties the other day <laughs> and um i could share pack and yeah. it's it's made out of paper now the, the bag which i'm fine with but yeah. i don't know whether it's just my it's got in my head that this is happening or whether it's actually happening and it tastes different but i felt like i could taste the paper Well, they've got rid
0: of those e-numbers in the Smarties as well now. So you you see, when you look when you look at the Smarties now, they used to be these shiny, crunchy, delightful (laughs) little bastards, and now they're like dull. Looks like they've been like washed with that fucking shit paint we used to have at school. Um, (laughs) So there's that, and then yeah, a little bit of a little bit of paper getting involved. But I've never forgiven Smarties for getting rid of that plastic thing on the tube. You oh, know, and he used to pop, pop off. it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I of ain't a pack since they got rid of that.
2: No. That unforgivable. Was, that is unforgivable, really. I mean, I used to love that, but yeah. It must have been a nightmare for my parents because the dogs were roaming around. There's me popping that off and <laughs> yeah. carefree, probably leaving it. You don't want them to be picking up and eating that. Fortunately, <laughs> okay. they didn't, at least to my memory anyway. Uh, update on Adkin. I said, Will you get Alan Wake 2 even though it's digital only? Response, Dunno. Does it have a release date? I gave him the release date. His response, hmm. Says we're gonna get out of him this week.
0: And he's just a perfect uh, why is that even a question? Like you know when you but you actually go back to the original question, Alan Wake two, yeah. Yeah, digital only, you're gonna get it, and he can't say yes or no. What's the release date gotta do with it? Why is <laughs> what's he got saying slotted in on that date that he's trying to what I should Weird. have said to
2: him was... Well, I tried to contextualise it by saying digital only and give away that's yeah. what I'm a- angling at. Is that going to make or break your decision? But he's worried about schedules and stuff. So that's yeah. that's a nonsense from him. Oh, well. He'll be listening what to this key you do. in that fucking van, no doubt. Yeah. <sighs> Sausage sandwich on the go, getting it down his shirt. <laughs> anyway, let's take a break and introduce the podcast. This is Idle Game Chat, Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. Got apps here. On the hosting, duty is joined by the resident referee and the reigning FGL Grand Prix winner Logan. We're here most weeks, had quite a lot of time off because of the you know the bank holidays being compressed, but I think we're done now to about August, which is mm. not ideal for us because we get days off for work, for bank holidays for, for no extra effort.
0: Yeah. People um, will be surprised to learn this isn't a full time endeavor.
2: Yeah, well, it's grassroots. What I was going to get to. <laughs> it's
0: grassroots, <yeah>. Absolutely
2: independent <laughs> grassroots. And grassroots independent endeavours need funding. Well, actually, they don't need funding, usually. And this mm. one doesn't either. But we would appreciate if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. Right. Got some FGO updates. Yeah. Got a couple roaming in. I want to start with... Street Fighter 6, yeah, sitting on a 92 on OpenCritic. Now, I, I like some Street Fighter. I'm never a big fighting game fan, mm. but I must say I was completely caught cold to see this getting a 92. I thought it would be like mid-80s. Mm. But 107 reviews in, so a decent number here. Mm. Street Fighter 6... 92. Biff's got it in his Grand Prix team, so he's loving that. He's one game away from completing the 10, and he's a, he's made a transfer to try and make that happen. But just quick thoughts on, on Street Fighter. That's it. I mean, you're not a fighting game no. fan. I don't like I to make to... assumptions, but...
0: No, no, no. I used to have them on... Um... Unlike the Mega Drive and things like that, they were more commonplace. That's all they fucking had. Them.
2: They had that and fucking Mario and Sonic and everything else, really. Dross.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a completely fair assessment. It was. Um, so I played it a bit on there, and then when I got my PlayStation, I played a bit of Tekken. But mm. I feel like the world moved on from fighting games, and I certainly Aww. did. I was like, well, what more can you do? It, 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 it's, it's well, you can I get a 92 you, in
2: 2023 somehow.
0: Yeah, but this is what I mean. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I Genuinely, when I see them, I'm like, they look better. You can do more funky stuff. Obviously, they're a lot slicker. But fundamentally, they're the same fucking game I was playing 25 years ago. Mm. It's core, and I, I just surprised that these continue to. I mean, look. I, I mean, it's easy for me to sit here them when I play God knows how many hours on spreadsheet simulators. So it's all <laughs> got to be contextualised with self awareness. But I just don't really understand them. I, I, I find it bizarre, and it's like to be getting roundly above a nine out of ten for a fighting game seems excessive. <laughs> but there must be those people that are just like this is a in this genre, it's oh, yeah. like as good as it gets, basically. This
2: it's a similar. I'm not discrediting the score. I think this just happens generally across the industry. But the the, the easiest analog I can compare it to is something like a Dark Souls or a From Software game typically they when the reviews come in they'll go to people that have played those games previously that have been in- yeah. those games so you're not going to get a layman's view on on those games. I think it's the same with fighting games because they are highly complex. And to be honest, do you really mm. care about someone like me sitting there trying to bundle through that who has no idea uh. what they're doing, has no real interest in learning the, the deep mechanics? I just want to get through a story mode and maybe have a couple of games online. I don't think yeah. that's useful to people. So I think this does go off to the, the aficionado's of the fighting game community, mm. and therefore something that's good in that space is likely to score well. And it's more—it's more of a vacuum, isn't it? In that case, and I think that happens with a lot mm. of games.
0: You know, I mean, are... is that wrong though? And I know oh, we've no, yeah, discussed no. how to review games a lot, but it's like if you put a Resident Evil in front of me or like an Outlast and ask me to yeah. to review it, like I'm not going to give arguably a a a, a real. Mm. I mean, I'd give my view on it, which would be I fucking hated it. Yeah, like, but that's not reflective of someone that would usually enjoy that game so yeah. it's but it does give you a bias if you like that you haven't got like an average joe no Apology. again incredibly cl- clever use of well, word in there an average joe <laughs> <laughs> um but I, sometimes with with some games i would like that like I i i sometimes think about games that are normally outside my wheelhouse like this i think could I pick up a fighting game now and try and play for a story, or would I be too bit and slow yeah. to get anywhere near it? But yeah. and, and the review will never give me that because arguably it's always going to be people that are that are into that stuff. So it's a fair point. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I've played through the Injustice story mm. campaigns.
2: They were pretty good, um, and then they had like a multiverses mode, which was. Basically you could play against the AI and unlock like new skins and armour and there was like modifiers on the on the mm. matches so that it might be that you take damage if you stand still or something. It's silly things like that. And it's all random and, and whatnot. And that was that was okay for a mm. few hours. But I think we've I I don't know, I, I hear what you're saying, like is there gonna it should should we just have people that have no idea what they're saying? But the other part of me is like at this stage you haven't figured out whether you like fighting games at all. Then mm. you need to go to the doctors and get help because you must. It ain't it ain't hard to fuss out if you're going to like a good <laughs> yeah. fighting game, is it really? Yeah. And, and people have biases towards certain characters. Like some mm. people will only want to play Mortal Kombat because they love those characters. Same with Tekken. The same with Street Fighter Six in this case. And yeah, yeah. We're never going to release ourselves from the shackle of, of bias, but I think it's time to just embrace the bias and get yeah. these cards on the table so people know yeah. what the bias is. Yeah. It's not. It's not inherently bad thing. All humans are biased in some ways. People saying Spurs had a good season. So who's saying that? I
0: don't. I don't think anyone said that. Actually, <laughs> There'll be a couple maybe. I'd like some. to find them and then get their heads tested. <laughs>
2: Won't be Arsenal fans because they really slipped nah. in towards the end. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got some uh, blurbs and reviews to read. We've got David James. Not the goalie. The keeper. <laughs> oh, I What's that, he doing he?
0: branched out? Maybe it is.
2: We got this covered. I've never heard of this firm before, but that's it. He's, he's given it three out of five stars. So this is on the lower end. We'll do one lower one.
0: Star system. I don't like wow.
2: it. Well, we go to Luke Hemming from Cubed, if you want. He's got All seven right. out of ten. Okay. Sorry, David. Sick to goalkeeping or Art. I thought, actually, yeah. he was on, there was a show that called Go
1: 8-Bit
0: that was on, I think it was on Challenge yes, TV. Hey.
2: He, yeah, he, was, he yeah. was a guest on that one. So apparently he does play some level of video game, but...
0: With well, those big old hands, good Lord. <laughs> He's struggling, I think, with that. Anyway, Luke Hemming,
2: 7 out of 10. Street Fighter 6, in its simplest form, remains a fantastic fun experience, retaining the same gameplay that has been tweaked and improved throughout the years to ensure it remains top of the pile. So that's maybe the sort of review you're looking for. There, you're saying, look,
0: it's we've had this. If you're going to play it, this is the best of the bunch.
2: Yeah. Therefore, seven out of ten doesn't hasn't blown me bollocks off.
0: That's probably is, is that more what you'd expect from a game like this? Like, yeah, best you can do. Seven out of ten. I don't know. Yeah, I've put you on the spot with that because that's a real tricky answer.
2: I just think. I think it goes back to the genre question, doesn't it? It's like, if you're, mm. if you're seen as a high performer in a specific genre, you likely to score higher than seven.
0: The mean, the because, average.
2: Cause we're assuming that people have this like big view of every game that comes out and they have this big spectrum. They're like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this one. There's God of War. Mm. There's Starfield. And it, it's, I don't think it, it yeah. I just think there's no way of doing that objectively as to, you know, you're always going to struggle with that.
0: It might be surely, And I'm just going to play devil's advocate slightly. When you put something as complex and as involved in every single way that God of War is up Mm. against something like street fighter six. And you're saying that there's very little between them.
2: Well, this is what it comes into an opinion, doesn't it? And a preference because someone Mm. might play God of War and go, i the, I don't care about any of the cutscenes. I don't think. I no, no oh, like first-person shooters. And then you, <laughs> well, there are then, people
0: that, do that. Well, you know what
2: I mean. That's, it's just, it's, I think it's just a preference <laughs> thing. Like, there's no. I would agree. There's more moving mechanics probably in God of War, but but Street Fighter Six will have a lot of stuff under the hood in terms of balancing mm. and whatnot. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, if you put the two side by side, there's clearly one that at least feels on the on the surface that has. More complexity and more moving parts in it because it's a mm. bigger, wider scope and whatnot. But mm. if you're, you know, really good at one genre and nail it, I guess there's also praise to be had there. But that's why comparing the score sometimes gets people down rabbit holes because there's no mm. fair, there's no fair comparison unless you physically set out the categories in which you have a game to be reviewed in and say these are yeah, the, yeah, we're yeah. going to do online, for example. That's going to be a category. So God of War get zero in that one. Mm. And then you just do an average of all the categories. The only way you could fairly do it, and even then, that doesn't reflect whether the game's really good or not. That just shows that a game's got more modes. Potentially, you're going down that rabbit hole where it's the jack of all trades. It's got online multiplayer, it's got single player, it's got customization, but it's all like quite mm. average. But mm. something like God of War doesn't have any online, so it gets a zero instead of a, you know, a well, seven. In that cool. Can you imagine?
0: Oh, really? Fucking true. Is it? I don't know. Um. I, it, I'm, I just, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you can't outwardly go, well, because one game's more complicated, it, it objectively makes it a better game. Mm. I just think it's an interesting thing to do to say, look, if you put these side by side, which, you know, and they've got similar-ish scores, what do you what do you sit there and say, well, are they both? I mean, oh, the answer is, is they're both object, subjectively, yeah. they're both subjectively good games. Yep. But it just feels weird, doesn't it, when you look at the overall score. But
2: if you only ever play fighting games, mm. you'll be like, well, God of War's rubbish. The combat's weak as shit. Like, they, yeah, you, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's all it's all perspective, I think. Yeah. There's no mm. analogue to getting that correctly. Who have we got here? Sean Smith, God is Geek. Street Fighter 6 is without question the best fighting game package I've ever played. And will keep you going far longer than a the one-on-one fire has any right to be able to. A true classic 10 out of 10. So, mm.
0: No room for improvement. Interesting. Well,
2: that's why we don't use numbers here. <laughs> because you don't have to deal with that question, do you? Anyway, mm. that's Street Fighter 6. 92, yeah, fun. Ticked off. Ticked off. Let's move on to the next big release diablo six diablo six diablo
0: Oh, oh they've skipped two entries
2: skipped they should do Diablo four, because eight. street
0: fighter six isn't it that's what's happened yeah, what's got. Happened. yeah, yeah. absolutely
2: got an 89 though diablo four which uh, if i was going to guess which one was going to get the 92 and the 89 i would have gone yeah. the other way around but diablo struggling not struggling and fucking 89 what am i talking about but not Just in 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 comparing it to um, Street Fighter, it was a bit of an eyebrow raiser. Salmon's got this in the Grand Prix, and your arch enemy Parky has it in his team, so he's knocking on the door slightly, saying, "Look, I'm not I'm not gone yet. We've still got some fuel left in the tank here." But Diablo Four. Now, I wanted to speak to you about this before just doing a bit of a review dive. In fact, we do that we do that first because that's the way to do it, isn't it? Get some fucking reviews in here. What we got here? Eight out of ten. God almighty, what
0: is this? I'm gonna skip that. Is one. is a good night. No, no, no. Get in here,
2: Kazuma. Oh no, it's easy. <laughs> Kazuma Hashimoto. So...
0: There we go. There we go. Uh,
2: Diablo. 4... It's not been translated though. It says so, and it's from. I can't do their outlet name. What's this silly, silicone era? Never, no idea anyway Diablo 4 features the compelling antagonist in Lilith and while it tries to present more interesting ideas into the series by way of a story it ends up retreading old ground in more ways than one I mean if it's Diablo I mean that's par of the course it's it does so that's literally a retread sim from my experience of playing Diablo 3 which we'll get into it was asking <laughs> us to redo the same thing again on a higher difficulty and I was like what yeah. and how many difficulties are there 15 huh <laughs> what? what do you mean anyway it's going to the top one Lauren Bergen from PC, Gamers, PC Games End Diablo 4 embodies the essence of what makes Diablo so great taking the best elements of its predecessors and sewing them together to create an ever-changing, ever-evolving chimera that can't wait that can't wait to play that, I, that we can't wait to play for years to come so they're saying it's gonna be years to come out of that anyway it's got itself an 89 now usually this would be skipped over and say look logan when are you playing this one and you would say i'm not but you do have history of diablo and diablo 3 in particular with myself and paper sunday morning sessions being born out of that game potentially is there any chance that this gets picked up in some way or another or was diablo 3 such a bad experience for you that you walked away from it
0: I don't know whether we did that game right mm. I don't know I think I, I from memory at the start I did enjoy the I, I did enjoy the mechanics and how it all worked and then as we got into it, I just found myself button bashing mm I think and I recall it becoming a bit of a slog. And we had to get through it and we got through it and thought, right, where do we go next? It's like, right, off you go again. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh, So I'm a bit wary that if we didn't like the loop, that what's the point in ultimately doing that again? Um, But I never say never. I feel like there was something there, but ultimately I don't know if it suits us. I think is where I, I, I landed up with it. Um, So I wouldn't say I'm never going to pick it up. I think if we all landed at the right spot and felt like it deserved another go, I'd be there for it. But I don't know if I'd be knocking on your door to do it, if that makes sense.
2: No, I think I'm in a similar boat. I've kind of like, I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, when we played for that third one, it was, it was okay. But I just don't think it suited what I enjoy. At all. Yeah. And, and you're, I think you're right in saying we played it wrong, but I, I mean,
0: is that why, our why, why, fault? why am tonight. I not
2: being told?
0: Yeah. Why is the game I, I,
2: not suggesting things to me? Like, it was, it was a bit of a, it was a weird game to me in the way it was kind of set up and structured in that, yeah. you know, the expectation was to kind of go back through on higher difficulties. But actually, I think having played more of a Destiny type game, you know, and that's a lot of replaying, sections yeah, to get loot. I mean, that's really, I think the heart of it to a certain extent. And that's the what a
0: core I... gameplay has to make you want to do that. You have wow. to enjoy the core gameplay enough to go. <laughs> and arguably you look at wow. And all these types of games, a lot of them are about like grinding loot and mm. grinding missions. I don't think that aspect's uncommon, but I just find that top down style Crawler, mm. just a bit mind numbing.
2: Well, yeah, they, yeah, but that may have been because it was too easy
0: for us. Is it literally? I don't know it, because it, 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 hard, it just it. chucks more to it. That's yeah. all they tend to do. is just chuck bigger, harder to it, and you just find yourself just do. It. And I'm, that is what a lot of games do. It's not something specific necessarily to to Diablo, but you know, you just sit there and you think. The, like, I'm just. I'm not. How much am I really doing it? Like with Destiny, you pick your guns. You can pick your class. You can choose what subclasses you, can you use. Can do that here. You've got Be some a sort of tactic around how doing how to take someone weapons. down and a pattern and everything. There's just it's just fucking chaos. I found in Diablo. Like there's no. I don't know whether that, again is it us. Like we're just sitting here, just unable after 30 years of friendship to muster up any sort of chemistry there is probably that argument but well,
2: I just think it was too easy for us Yeah. which meant we didn't have to do anything yeah. we literally walked yeah. through I did that sick fucking dropped a load of sick on their head yeah, it, it would, it would it, literally it, annihilate yeah. most things <laughs> And that was it. It weren't really yeah. that engaging. It was it was too easy mm. for us. So Yeah. I I there's, there's an argument to be made that there's a lot of there's games out there where where combat mm. is criticised. We think of The Witcher 3, people are like, oh that combat's shit, in it. It's just block, parry, dodge, or whatever. I'm like, what difficulty did you play it on? the like normal. I'm like, if you if you're getting annoyed about the combat of a a particular game and you're not on the top mm. difficulty or higher difficulty, I do think there's merit to just putting it up a level because it'll make you use more of the you know, more of the depth that's potentially there. Yeah. It's, it's just that on a default difficulty, you can just get through button mashing, essentially. But mm. it's like those nightfalls in Destiny, like they you put those strikes on, you had to really be switched on. Same with yeah, those raids, yeah. they were a higher difficulty and that's where the game came together, really. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, true, And yeah. diablo has got the scope for that. It's got many different difficulty levels. And I think yeah. I think that's the mentality you've got to go in, is not look for an easy game just to get through you Mm. want to get it onto a level where it's challenging, where you have to work together as a team or if you're on your own and, and, you know, utilize your, your build mm. and build your character in a certain way.
0: I do Um, recall that I basically just didn't, I think you unlock all this stuff. And I was just like, well, it doesn't, it didn't seem to matter what I put on. I think that's where, that's because it's too easy again. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If it was on a
2: whole difficulty and you were getting absolutely shams, you'd be like, hang on a minute. I've got a, figure out what's going wrong here. Mm. Um, so anyway, that's just a general piece of advice. If people are not happy with how thing, if things are too easy or the combat's not deep enough or whatever, put it on a harder difficulty and then it'll make you at least use all the tools there. If when you do that, it's still garbage and you can't get over it, then fair enough. But no, Diablo 4 is... It's on that sort of menu that's somewhere in the future and may just fall off eventually. Mm. You know, I, I don't see myself suddenly getting the itch for it. And therefore it means it's unlikely to ever fall into my lap. The only change in in heart, I would say is that if, and when Phil closes this Activision Blizzard King deal, and it then mm. appears on game pass, yeah. so, you know, at that point it's kind of like, okay, mm. that's opening a door there. Um,
0: So that's, I never close it. I think no. that's the point is like, I, I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed Diablo three. Like I didn't, I, I think we, we roundly crapped on it when we reviewed it. Hmm. The um, paper
2: did it on his own. Did his own review.
0: Did he? Hmm.
2: Wow. It's quite hilarious to find it in YouTube archives.
0: i have to go and get that later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's... The, I, I do remember there being something there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not a case of I'd ever rule it out, but I think that the stars would have to align and there'd have to be a... a, a, a so I'm, I don't I wouldn't say I'd have to be forced into it. I wouldn't be instigating it. It's no. like, right, we're doing this. You yeah. come along for the ride, and I'd probably reluctantly go. Yeah. It'd be more that sort of thing. Yeah. Um we will who knows? S- we will see. We yeah, don't I'll have Sunday, Sunday morning sessions anymore. That's dead. No, gone. So, so
2: kill it off just about UFOs now, that group. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Got some transfers. Biff has subbed out or transferred out only. Road to be the Mightiest, which is out, but hasn't garnered enough reviews from, you know, oh. proper outlets to get a score. So he's <laughs> he's taken the plunge of just subbing, uh, transferring that out for Assassin's Creed Mirage, mm. which is due later on this year. Saying it's going to go mm-hmm. back to the old Assassin's Creed, assassination style. No more Viking combat to it. So we'll see how that hands out after
0: the most successful one to date they're going back to the drawing board you got yeah. to query it
2: well that's true I'm surprised I am surprised I'm kind of mm. thankful because I think I was getting tired of that formula yeah. you, know, you know one game in that formula like Valhalla was enough but I, bearing in mind I've played three of them Origins <laughs> What's was the second one I can't remember what the second one was called in that trilogy but Origins and Valhalla and whatever the middle one was um, yeah. was was a um a blower for me and uh, at least they're scaling it back slightly so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out as time goes on mm. and then Adkins has finally got rid of Suicide Squad so we know that's in deep shit so that's no surprise there and he has transferred in Mortal Kombat 1 so he's obviously mm. seen the, the the scores of Street Fighter 6
0: and hoping for more
2: and it's, it's tricked his brain isn't it into thinking well if that's getting a 92 then Mortal mm. Kombat will get a 93
0: mm. and we'll
2: see whether that pans out but um, Mortal Kombat is being rebooted for the second time, so for those that are mm. following the story of that, they just they seem to reset it every few sessions. Which I'm I'm not against. September the nineteenth, it comes out. We'll find out. It means I could jump into this one and just play the story mode again if I wanted to do that. Off and you enjoy. go. To be fair, the Injustice guys—they're uh, the ones that make Mortal Kombat as well. So the story mode may well be. Um, mm, up to stuff Neverrealm Studios the only reason I didn't play the Mortal Kombat's before is because they were like halfway through a story arc I was like I you know, if, if I'm only going to play mm. the story mode then that's
0: no yeah you need the backstory you
2: need the rich backstory Mortal Kombat 1 gives me that opportunity potentially um, but yeah and then we've got Tekken 8 coming at some point I mean free. I don't know how they've all decided that released in 2023 would be the way to do it
0: like go up against each other, don't they? Everyone whaps their cocks out at the same time and goes, Who's his biggest?
2: Yeah. I wonder who will win that. Maybe we'll report back on who wins <laughs> that particular battle. Mm. But um yeah. It'll be
0: tricky to beat Street Fire at a ninety two, that's for sure.
2: That yeah, I think that's that's set a high high mark there and the others will be looking at that thinking, hmm. Maybe we should mm. do a bit more polishing to do that. I was hoping to have a transfer from you, ready to call out, but as as yeah. the, the date was looked at, you actually tried to transfer in a game that you've already got.
0: I did, yeah. And so I like it that much. I tried to do it twice. Tried to get
2: Pikmin 4 in there twice.
0: Yeah, whoops. Um, so, yeah, Homeworld 3 has obviously got to go. As we've, um, I'm pretty sure we just did that as delay news, haven't we, already, the other week? Yeah. yeah. yeah so that's obviously got to go. Tranny windows now open, so got to try and figure out something to put it in with and when i was looking at the list i was like oh i haven't got i haven't got pikmin in there that seems like an obvious one to put in i went i'll have pikmin you know yeah. i'll get back to you I didn't hear from you for 20, nearly 24 <clears> hours <throat> and then when you've already got it i was like Wah. oh
2: well i was gonna just sloppily just put it through and i thought and well, no, i will sit down and check when i'm back at the pc i just didn't go back to it yeah. and then actually checked and i was like oh no you've already got that so,
0: yeah, that's what I did Suicide Squad for. You're right. It's because yeah. looking at the bloody OG list. Um, ironically though, I didn't identify that I hadn't transferred out Suicide Squad. I just ignored it. Yeah, I left so that in I'm there. Query the brain. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go back to the drawing board and have a look and see if I can find uh, a, a a sort of little gem that's sitting there that that can get me upwards of. I need it to score eighty five points. It needs <laughs> to be because after that 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 penalty. I'll be getting an 80 for it. And then you start subbing stuff that's going to let, get less than an 85. And all of a sudden, you can, you're only getting I 70s anyway. Hmm. Annoying. This,
2: these are scores in the doors for the FGL Championship. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six games out. An yeah. average of 88, which is yeah. good. And a total of 521. One transfer, which is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, out for Pikmin 4. Parkey has got one, two, three, four games out, 320 points, an average of 80. Mm. And that's with his Diablo four scoring a 90. So there is room to play with there.
0: Yeah. But you don't want to get complacent, do you? No, that's the problem. It's easy just to go, well, I've got this in the bag. It's like, well, when you look at what's still got to come out, you realize that it could be a gap that tightens somewhat quite easily. So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to look for... It's my own philosophy. It's like when I transfer something in, it needs to be getting a a mid-80s because of that five-point penalty. I would like the idea of some free transfers in this.
2: (laughs) What do you mean?
0: Well, I feel like that five-point penalty... No. (laughs) ...sometimes is over-burdensome. Now, don't get me wrong. If you put 10 games in or blank 10 games and then you could play the system and yeah wait like i do get it but i think where you pick games and there's only one or two coming out like and sometimes there's not an awful lot coming out that that there's fucking hundreds. street Fighter I know, six missed uh, the, the five of point, I know it sometimes feels a bit of a burdensome that's what it's there for is to make you um, not just be sloppy yeah, 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 I know. I, I, I guess even if it was a case of, um, like, if you re- if you put a game in your draft that mm. hasn't got a release date, yeah, well, then you you know you're risking it. If there's a game that's got a release date, say it's got a release date locked in, middle of the year, and then they go, no, nope, yep. we're chucking it. Like, then I think you just feel like, well, oh, what do we, do we do here then?
2: Got to look at these developers and what their track records like. Are they delivering on time, first time? Most of them, most of them aren't. You just got to deal with it. It's the same for everyone. That's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, Every- it, no, it is. Yeah, it just, it it just feels, at times, like you get penalised for saying this outside of your, your control, and you go, well. Now I've got to try and scrabble around for something that's most, gonna.
2: Most of your list is outside your control. Out. Six of the games come from those morons.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so- I know. Yeah, but you did it, then it's out of their control, and you pick well. them, pick your moron. So there is an element of control where you go, well, I've got the, I've got to find the best of the worst here. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, it, it's, it, I get what you're saying. It works. I Understand why it's there. But sometimes when you're just trying to then figure out something to put in, you're pretty much never going to get from a sub. Mm-hmm. Like, plus 80. Like, you're always going to be scrambling around to try and find something that after that penalty you're going to get low 80s for. And it's tricky.
2: Low 80s is fine. That'll win you most leagues, I reckon. Consistently across the board. But yeah. It would do. I hear you, but it's not changing. You're going nah. to be... It's going to be I might even I'll keep lobbying. It. I'll keep... Maybe I'll increase it to 10 points. Really put the pressure on people would fucking hurt. That is too much, yeah. It has to be a, b- a balance between it. I and mean, mm. There has to be something there to stop people just chucking it, like GTA 6 yeah, people yeah. put on this year.
0: Yeah, I know. Then... I, I, I get why it's there. I, I, you know, it, it makes people go, we can't just blank and then just put stuff in, put in the middle of the year. Yeah. Um, at least so you, I get
2: it. At least you didn't end up with Lord of the Rings Gollum, a 39.
0: Oh, I did put in a list. I think it wasn't this year's list. Like, it was yeah, last, last year. Years. A couple
2: of people had it. So um,
0: even then, when I put it in there, I was like, "This looks like shit," but yeah. I'm going to put it in there anyway. And uh well, you'd expect it's right 70, that.
2: and it got a it got a yeah. forty.
0: It's like, well, I mean, it, it really did look bad, though. Metro it Game re-
2: Central, one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's mad, isn't it? That oh,
2: is mad. Dear. I mean, who wants to play as Gollum anyway? We're not going to talk about Gollum. It's it's a <laughs> Awfully reviewed game, and uh, yeah. you know everyone's everyone will have seen that. Right, let's close out the podcast. We're gonna take off here, and I'm gonna be back with Mr. Biff to talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Here we so go. He's played through that. He's completed it. He's gonna drop his opinion with all the technical issues that he may or may not have encountered, plus obviously the gameplay elements of what he did and didn't enjoy. So we'll be returning for that. Logan will be departing and uh, probably be back on our next edition. But we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. To close out this edition of Idle Game Chat, joined by Mark Smith-Biff. Former FGL champion, former Grand Prix winner. Never won the quiz, but has won the wooden spoon for the quiz. So I think it's the lowest score still, actually.
1: You'll do well to beat that. You'll do well to get lower than what I got. Paper got
2: one more than it one year, so he was really perilously close to to, to at least drawing level and, and topping it. But no, we're here to talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to star wars jedi fallen order i think that's a terrible franchise name like star wars jedi and then it's like a stop and then yeah. it's like a subtitle it's, it doesn't roll with the tongue
1: no it doesn't no you're right i've never really thought about that i've just referred to it as fallen order and survivor but it that's, is star wars jedi i think you're right
2: yeah i'm not sure if that's a good franchise name but they've got two out of it now so who the hell knows well look we'll jump straight into it cards on the table this is a sequel to Fallen Order. This is called Survivor. I want to get your thoughts on, on Fallen Order because it's been, it's been a hot minute since that came out and presumably you're, you're picking up the sequel here so you must have had some enjoyment for Fallen Order but some people say it's the de facto Star Wars game beating out... What was that other game that you used to like back in the day? Um, Forced Unleashed. Forced Unleashed, yeah, so beating yeah. that out. Was it better than Forced Unleashed, old uh, Fallen Order in your eyes?
1: Yeah, I think it was. It, it was completely different because it was um mm. the combat was sort of much more tricky. It wasn't just hack and slash. It, it no. I forgot what the franchise um that you introduced me to is it Dark Souls? It's sort of that sort of thing where you can lose your experience, yeah. you have to go back. Um yeah, yes. so there's, there's more to it than the Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed is just a story, hack and slash. So I preferred this. Uh the Fallen Order, yeah, much preferred it.
2: Excellent. And um what did you make of Fallen Order in, 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 in general? Was you set aside of it shortcomings or you know
1: yeah i, I think overall it's a really good game um sometimes the combat was a bit um didn't feel quite as polished as a few times mm-hmm. you'd hit block and you'd think well i'll definitely block that but well, you didn't let error, it didn't use user error in it that's what a lot of people say but... skill
2: you put it on a whole difficulty as well though didn't you to make yeah and, the, yeah. and i remember you complaining at the parry windows and i was like it's just, just the... put it put it on the normal <laughs> difficulty what are you guys doing to yourselves for <laughs>
1: No, I, uh, yeah, I felt on the harder difficult in the mind about the level <laughs> fucking short they were. and They were still setting above that, so I thought you must have to be yeah. some sort of god to play that, but yeah.
2: Yes, no, it was, I remember just having on the normal one and thinking, I'm not struggling with this at all. It was difficult, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it was tricky at times. It wasn't a walkover like um, you probably would maybe expect for a Star Wars game. You think, oh, they'll make it, you know, dumb it down so that any old crapper can do it. But you, know, you had to have your, your wits about you to get through that. Yeah, from, definitely. I remember. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how big a Star Wars fan are you in 2023 now? Because I feel like that's waned slightly for most people over the last five years. But, you know, I remember yeah. he's obviously a big fan of it throughout most of your life. But lately, perhaps not hitting the high notes that they did back in the day, with the old classics.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I do, I do like it. Um, you I watch pretty much
2: everything, don't you? They they chuck out from that from like Disney Plus. Like, it's very rare that you will skip one of those things, even if it's dross.
1: The only yeah. thing I haven't watched is Andor, um, hmm. but I've been told I need to watch that because I've been told it's quite good. But I've watched everything else, and you know, there's a few hits with Disney. There's a, there's a lot of shit. i uh, <laughs> say so there's more shit than hits. But um, yeah, I am a fan of the franchise overall. I, I do really like it. Probably probably give it like an eight. I am a big fan okay. of it.
2: Okay. And how how excited were you for Survivor? Because, you know, it's a follow-up to a, a an existing franchise. It is set in Star Wars, but we don't get too many Star Wars games like this these days, which I think was what people enjoyed Fallen Order for, if nothing else, was that, you know, it's not a squadrons, you know, shooting game. It's not like Battle Battlefront was like, you know, a first-person shooter for all intents and purposes. It was like a Jedi game for once, which is the cool thing about Star Wars.
1: Yeah, so I, I was really excited because, like you say, the first-person shooters you get and the squadrons that you could just put, you could be, you know, it might as well be Call of Duty. It's the same sort of thing. It's just reskinned as Star Wars and the same as squadrons as well. So this felt like a, you know, a, a proper Star Wars game with Jedi's and, you know, you get certain characters and certain nods to the franchises and things like that. So I was very excited because I think Fallen Order was really good and it wasn't an amazing game, but it fell short just. Just a little bit in certain places, and I thought if they can buff that up, this you know could be a really really good 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 game for them.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm still looking forward to playing. I have not played it as of this moment, but I'm planning to get around to it at some point this year if I ever finish Persona Five Royal. You know, we're <laughs> ninety hours deep and no end in sight. So I don't know what we're going to do about that if I'm still sitting here this time next year. Trudging through that, but we'll we'll get there eventually.
1: Yeah, by Survivor 2 comes out and you'll <laughs> I'll still be
2: you have to wait until the trilogy's wrapped up and then just do all three in one <laughs> go, I think. At this rate. Um what did you play this on? What console or platform did you
1: play it on? PS5.
2: PS5 on a lovely LG OLED as well to boot. So yeah. one of the best sort of console kits that you can get, and i uh, may maybe foreshadowing a potential <laughs> thing later on with that. Do, do you know roughly how many hours you think you spent with this? Because I know you finished it and then kind of went back and started doing some cleanup. So we'll probably talk about how the game's structured a bit later. But in mean, what we're we talking here, we're we talking a 10 hour experience, a 20 hour experience, 30 plus.
1: What are we looking so at? I reckon it was 35 to 40. Okay. So I, I put a few hours into it and I went back over and sort of picked it clean. Um, right. Not 100% did it. Um, and I'll explain why a bit okay. later when we get into the grugs of it. But yeah. About
2: 35 but, plus hours. Well, 35
1: and a bit hours, I reckon.
2: Do you think you could have done it in a shorter time frame if you'd stuck to like the main path? I'm assuming there's side bits like there was in the first one, or distractions where you can sort of wander off and do other things. Is it, is it something that on a critical path could be done much quicker?
1: Yeah, I reckon you could probably do it in... 20 hours. Okay. You know, still meaty maybe, though. Not like yeah, a it's, it's, still, it's a big game. You know, still good. Again, I put it on a, a slightly harder difficulty. So it made it harder and I died a lot more times. I don't know why I do that, but yeah, I do, but yeah, I've, I've done it again.
2: Did you notice anything of the power of the PS5? That sounds like marketing shit, doesn't it? Power of the PS, but dying and like respawning, was it much quicker thanks to the, you know, the SSD and the Xbox will have this as well. Or did you, did you sort of begrudge dying each time and staring at that load screen going, Oh, I've just yeah. fucking cost myself here.
1: I've never really thought about that. sometimes it loaded quite quickly and other times it didn't. Um and I have got a few bones with the game running, so I don't know if that had anything to do with that, but it didn't take too long. It wasn't you didn't you didn't sort of have to sit there for ages and ages waiting for it, but um there was a load. You do have to wait for a load screen mm. You have a little bar come up. Okay. So yeah.
2: It's not complete it's not like Demon's Souls we've seen, which it basically just chucks you back in the game almost like yeah no, it's and it's not quite as bad as bloodborne by the sounds of things where you'd be sitting there 40 odd seconds which no, not, is not unacceptable long. yes um, it's longer than that so honestly i think i sat there for over a minute and i was like what's going on like you're already fuming cause you've just died like <laughs> the last sliver of health on bloody bloodstaff beast or whatever you couldn't kill it on the 15th time and you're stuck staring at that bloody screen of loading but sounds like a lot of the Issues around that has been resolved. mostly of these SSDs. Let's get into just a bit of the narrative and the setup for this. So this is a direct sequel, taking place after the Fallen Order. Um, what's the basic kind of setup for this title? Because I actually can't remember fuck all from Fallen Order. I was just thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I don't remember what happened. All I remember is those Wookies looking like they've had a real hard weekend and <laughs> <laughs> looking like. Have they improved the
1: Wookies? Are they in the? Are they in this? I don't remember seeing a Wookiee, if I'm honest. I think, <laughs> I think they just killed them off. <laughs> Do
2: you think they looked at it, but well, we can't get them right, so we're not even going to include them this time?
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I don't I don't. Think, I don't, I don't remember seeing a Wookiee, if I'm honest. Well, fair enough. Well,
2: they, they, maybe they just didn't bother them. But in terms of story, what are we looking at here in terms of a, of a setup here, here? Still taking the role of Cal, I assume. Yeah. The red-headed um, Jedi.
1: Yeah, so at the end of it, there's, there's like a little gang of them on the Mantis, and they, they're going to set out and... A task, I think they're going to collect um, bits that show them where the old Jedi's are from, what, okay. from, from su- Jedi survivors. I think, um, but when you get to the game, the, the sort of the, the gang's all split up, mm-hmm. cows out on his own, um, and he's still looking for information. And it, it sort of things escalate from there, and he has to go and visit old friends from the first game, sort of thing. And it, it, okay. the story kicks on from there, basically.
2: And does it deliver a, a satisfying or a good narrative? for you, you know, we've had the likes of heavy hitters like God of War coming down the pipe, and obviously The Last of Us, parts one and two. What sort of level are we looking at here for a narrative experience?
1: Um, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as God of War, or Last of Us, one or two, um, but it's, a, it's a, qu- a good story. It's a, a sort of a good concept, especially if you're sort of, you know, the Star Wars story and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's good. It's better than average, but not as good okay. as the triple A's, I'd say.
2: Excellent. That's what I wanted to know on that. I wanted to know if you thought it was good and, um, you know, what sort of level we're looking at so we can move on. Here's the big one. I'm just going to get it out of the way immediately. Technical proficiency. Presentation and performance. Well, (laughs) I know this because we were speaking and you You and Adkins both, This this is the thing. This is obviously anecdotal. Perhaps your PS5s are both buggered in some way, but I don't think it is. But... The pair of you throughout the playthrough, and Atkins hasn't even finished it, I think he got fed up of it and went on to Zelda and he's like, at least this thing works. But we both had heavy complaints around the technical performance of Jedi Survivor. Now, talk me through it all. Is there any, first of all, is there anything is there any redeeming factors of this? Is it at a base level, does the game look like a PS5 games, it run well. You know, I've already given away one of the things I know you complained about in terms of running. But is there anything positive? Because I feel this is going to be quite lopsided in on the other way.
1: Yeah. So it's fucking trash. It's, <laughs> it is absolute garbage. Um, every now and again, as a still image, if you're not moving at all, you think, pause oh, the game. If you, yeah, it looks quite good. Um, They've still not managed to get hair right, even though that you know they've let, they've left the Wookiees out. The hair's still. Cows isn't too bad, but there's a few characters, and you look at it and you think, "Fuck, what is that on your yeah. head?" Um, so yeah, but it, it, it's not ready. It's not even close to being ready. It, it shouldn't have been released. It's so bad. Wow. Probably one of the worst looking PS5. I think, well, no, the worst looking PS5 game I've played, without Again. a shadow of a doubt. It. it yeah.
2: This was delayed a month as well. So it's, Well
1: fuck knows what it was like before that then.
2: <laughs> oh, no, that's what I always think when stuff like <laughs> this happens. So let's just go over some basics. Did you suffer any like hard crashes where you're playing the game it just completely shits out and you lose progress and have to go back to an earlier save, restart the console restart the game? Is that are we talking yeah. that okay. How many yeah. roughly? Are we talking a handful? Over ten.
1: Oh in a in, a, in a thirty hour, thirty five hour play for over ten Jesus. times. Yeah.
2: That's not good. And the way in which the game is set up and structured, do you, can you lose a lot of progress? Did you ever get to a point where you lost, like, over 10 minutes or something like that? Or did it ever happen during, like, a boss battle and you're in, like, the last phase and it shits out? Or did you did you kind of get away... Did they get away of it from that perspective slightly? So
1: to be honest, every time I'd done it, I was just sort of... Every time it crashed, luckily for me, it was... Uh, I was just wandering around. Yeah. So I wasn't doing anything of any worth. A couple of times you'd find, like, collectibles and then you'd go back when it crashed, and you'd be like, right, I've, not, I've got to go and collect those collectibles again. But it wasn't anything... Luckily, just through luck, it wasn't anything major for me. I didn't lose, like, 15, 20 minutes of actual story gameplay or anything like that. It was just always just wandering around.
2: Bloody hell. And um, so it's got hard crashed over 10. That's just... That's pretty... That's probably the worst. I think speaking to someone for a long time that someone's come coming with that level of of data it, there.
1: It crashed back to back four times. Just <laughs> I started it, crashed, started it, crashed, and it, I, I just turned the whole thing off, the whole console at the back, turned it back on, and then that managed to sort it. But it crashed four times back to back, like within ten seconds of seeing Cal, it crashed again.
2: <laughs> did you ever think is my PS5 broken here? That like, was I you.
1: Did- I did think that because I thought there's no way a game can perform this bad in 2023. It can't be, and I've not had any, I mean, I reckon I've never had more than a hard crash maybe twice in any game, and I don't think, yeah, to have as many as I had was ridiculous.
2: It's rare for a game to come out, and not being funny, as we record this, it's sitting on an 84 on Open Creek, which doesn't tell a story of something that crashes Ten times. I mean, you could say the reviews maybe didn't experience the crashes, but I know for a fact Adkins has had it as well. Like it seemed like every time there's an update, it was potluck whether it made the game better or worse in terms of stability. And um, I'm. This is this is completely disappointing when you guys were talking about this and to, to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth now. Hard crashing is the the worst of all the sins in my view because it just completely
1: ruptures your flow, doesn't it? And your yeah.
2: your play for you a bit. Sometimes you thought, fuck it, I'll just go and do something
1: else today. Yeah, but- and it, it defeats the object of why you're doing it because you just play a game to so chill out and relax, and you end up getting annoyed at it. You think, fucking hell, why am I doing this? Like,
2: ah. <laughs> What about frame rates? Now I know you're not a big frame rate sort of hog, but you yeah, know, do, you, do you normally put things on performance mode? Is there a performance mode or a fidelity mode to choose from? Is that all? There
1: is a, there is a performance mode, and I see. This is the thing is this is where I'm going to show how thick and how much I know about it. Too, but I put it on performance mode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that gives you more frame rate or less frame rate.
2: It should give you more frame rate. It should make the games faster, but looks, right, okay. look like a PS3 game.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, I had it on performance mode. Um, something I got really badly is where you'd be playing the game and the top half of the screen and the bottom half, say the top 70% of the screen yeah. is doing something different. It, it didn't match Screen tearing. Up. It, yeah. It, constant throughout the whole game It basically I, I felt like putting a black border of about an inch on the top of my TV to stop it because it was so annoying I've never you just literally turn the camera slowly just tear every time Wait. it was fucking abysmal
2: when when they released Evil Within, they had black bars like that from the top and bottom of the game. I wonder if they had screen tearing. And they just thought, "Fuck it, we're just gonna we're gonna claim it's a cinematic choice and an, <laughs> an atmospheric choice." You just put these black bars up on the top or bottom. Um, so screen tearing's there as well when you're moving around. And what would you say on the frame rate side? Did it feel at least feel smooth, or was that still noticeable with drops and
1: judgeries? yeah? It, it had drops, and especially I remember when the first time I played it, when there was. Um, it, it, the first patch they released did help it. It definitely yeah. did. But I remember fighting about like there was about ten different characters, and it, it just it just couldn't keep up. It was just like <laughs> it was it was absolutely insane. Um, yeah, and it was something else that happened when I first opened the game up when you first start the game, mm. it was like it, the whole screen was black, and I could hear them talking, and I could see the outlines of them talking in the video, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is this, is this like a cinematic thing? Is this meant to look like... N- like You know how Logan had that noir? Yeah. It was like black? yeah. I thought, is this the, yeah. is this the setting? Because this is my introduction to the game. And I Googled it, and it was like, oh, no, you have to change... The HDR, I think uh, Hall found it for me, funny enough. Yeah. And he sent it to me. And I had to change all the HDR settings, put everything up to its maximum brightness on my PS5 <laughs> just to watch it. Just, I couldn't even see it. I couldn't make out who was who. I saw a faint outline of them. And I've played every game with those settings, but for some, it just wouldn't accept those settings. And it's only recently I've managed to, they've sort of put a patch out to change that.
2: Yeah.
1: But that, uh. like, literally, the introduction to the game was just black. <laughs> It, it was oh, t- terrible. Did you ever find out, did they ever
2: write in like what the, why it was like that? Like, did we you know, people that were putting the help guides together, did they say there was a reason, it was just HDR just not configured properly or is it?
1: I'm, I'm not 100%, but it, it basically, the video hall simply said that basically um, the only way you could have HDR on was to change these settings on your PS5 not on the game, on the on your actual ps Oh, okay.
2: To calibrate it from that end. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was the only way to sort of get around it and have it in HDR. So that's what I had to do. You
2: swapped it back now.
1: Yeah, you know, I had to text, I text you the other day saying <laughs> I need to get it back now because I fucking turned it on my retinas and it got blown out of my head. It was so bright.
2: <laughs> Any other issue? I mean, this is just unbelievable in many aspects. Any other issues to report on we've got we've got hard crashes we've got screen tearing we've got frame rates dropping out and then we've got this weird color palette that doesn't it didn't configure correctly to your hdr settings anything else just to top off this miserable section of the of the review
1: so there was one there's like a, a scene where you have a boss fight and then um it's only happened once but the scene where the boss fight quite like an intense quite a big part of the game you know you're finding out something quite major and then I looked, and I, he, like Cal was talking to someone. And there was nobody there. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then I like, could hear someone talking back to him, but again, no one there. And then as you look up, I could see the persons who I just thought his feet were stuck in the ceiling, and they were just <laughs> wiggling like that. And it's just like a major – it's like, I don't know, God of War Ragnarok and Andrea. Uh, what's his fucking son's Trace. name? Atreus uh, is talking, and it's like a major – you know, it was a really pinnacle moment in the game, and I've just got someone's fucking feet dangling around in the ceiling. <laughs> It it was so bad. And yeah, apart from that, that was the worst thing I had, but there's no other issues apart from those massive six issues or five issues.
2: Is there any redeeming qualities to it from a presentation or a performance perspective? Do they get anything right?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's another thing as well that you, you get without spoiling the game you have to you can go round on animals and, yeah, stop, mount, and then, yeah yeah a mount basically and uh, one of them you'll see if you play it it, oh, it looks fucking awful it looks like a worse than the Wookiees I mean, it's not that bad but it's pretty bad when you see the way they move it's should best
2: it's, you better, it's to mount a, you better mount a Wookiee that would be the ultimate <laughs> fucking hell so, not a happy home life on the technical front for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That's, yeah, I mean, it's eye-opening, really. And, yeah, so like I said, Atkins was playing this alongside you for most of it, and I think he got maybe halfway and then sacked it off to play Zelda, like he often does. But he had similar complaints as well. He had issues and crashes, and every day he would say, new update, and it crashed as soon as I loaded it up. and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, like, pretty bad at this point. Yeah, it right, goes goes past like the the usual sort of scruffiness that you're seeing in in a release. And um, how much did this ruin the game for you? Like, I know we'll get to the, like, the overall thoughts, of it, but these these issues that you encountered, how badly did it affect your enjoyment of this?
1: I mean, uh, it did it did affect it. It definitely did. But it's also testament to the game of how mm. good a game it is that okay. I persevered through it. So if it was like a you know, an average game, and I just fucked it off and then come back to it in six months. But I was enjoying it so much, and it was, you know, I really did enjoy it that much that I sort of persevered for it, even, before, you know, the tearing and the fucking crashes and, the, you know, the just the, everything. It was still a really, really good game. So it did affect it, but, like I say, it's testament to the game that I sort of soldiered on.
2: Yeah, okay. Let's try and steer it into a more positive direction. How, what, is this game open world... Or is it linear, or is it more like hub-based, where you sort of visit planets and have a little bit of agency over what you do? Because um, I'm not. I I've, I've, it's it looks like it's been expanded from the first one. I don't know if that's true or not. But what's the sort of general kind of structure that you, as a player, get, and what agency are you given on how you conduct Cow's, you know, his uh, his investigations throughout the world?
1: So basically, different worlds equate to different things. Really, so it's sort of different games. So okay some of the planets are quite linear where they've got quite uh so there's only one way you can sort of follow. Yeah. The main planet is one called Cobra, and that's massive. It's huge and that is really open world you can do whatever you want to okay. sort of just wander around doing you know whenever wherever as soon as you land on the planet. Um but to access certain areas you need to unlock certain abilities and to do that you have to follow the story. So oh, gotcha. it's quite it's quite good so but Cobra is very I mean they're all open world to an extent but Kobo is the main one where you can really wander around and sort of do what you want and it's massive it's absolutely huge like yeah. bigger than all the other planets combined I would, I'd say oh, it's, wow. it's really 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 big Koba.
2: So that's the main event. Can you accidentally stumble into places where you shouldn't be and get, like, wiped out by strong enemies? Or has it yeah. got some protection? I oh, know. So, oh, all right, so you can yeah. that, yes, right?
1: It's just Yeah, you can just get battered. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Would you describe
2: this as an action game or any other way to describe it? Is it an out-and-out kind of action game or is it more adventuring? And what I mean by adventuring, more like puzzles and climbing around and things like that, or is it mostly combat and you know
1: it's mostly combat and action there is certain aspects to it um like there's there's like uh i've got what they're called now but they're basically temples that are created by the jedis and you go in them and they've got puzzles in them you have to figure it out Mm. it's sort of you know lateral thinking and moving blocks and sort of tomb raider-esque sort of little challenges but that's quite a small part of it um but yeah it's mainly action and combat sort of thing i would say
2: what's the basic loop of the game Yeah, if you was to I assume you keep returning to this big planet time and time again as as you go on the main path and then maybe unlock a new ability or whatnot and then you can explore other areas of other planets. What how did you what was your sort of general loop of playing the game? Was you it was a side quest that you'd get yourself snarled up in, would you clear down all the optional stuff, or was you jumping through the, the main campaign and just chugging that along as best you could?
1: So yeah, I sort of done a bit of a mixture of both, so the campaign leads you to unlock certain things, and then when you unlock certain things, you think, Actually, I'm just going to go and wander around and see what else I can see in this in Cobra now yeah. um, because I've unlocked a new ability. What can I go and see? Um, and then there are, and then that unlock side quests. Something that's really uh, quite cool is that there's a bar in Cobra, and as you progress through the story, you can unlock characters, and those characters go back to the bar mm. and unlock certain things in the bar. So there's like a garden. Yeah. and you can plant seeds in it, and there's um, like a hologram fighting game, and there's a fish tank, and you unlock different fish. And it, it, it sort of it progresses quite nicely. You, you can follow the story and just not even touch that if you wanted to, but there's, you know, there, there's lots to keep you busy. And, um, yeah, like I say, I've sort of done the quest, and when I'd unlock a new ability or a new sort of gadget that would help me explore Cobra, I would just go back to Cobra, then go back to the story once I'd sort of rinse that, and then yeah. that's the sort of way I've done it.
2: And um, in terms of one of the things that I found irritating from Fallen Order was navigation and the map in particular was just, I mean, it was unbearably difficult to use to figure out where I needed to go. And particularly when I was unlocking new areas or going back to a place I'd revisited, it was always felt like a pain in the ass to get around because the, the navigation and the map were just, just weren't helpful. How was that in this game? Because it sounds like there's a lot to explore off the beaten path and lots of optional stuff to do. Does it make? Does the game make it easier for you to to do that? And is the is the map well signposted? And is, is there waypoints and things to help you out? Or can that be a bit of a pig still?
1: It's not perfect. It's a lot better. It's right. a lot better. The map is much easier to read. It's much easier to navigate, and it's not as I remember. on uh full and order, it was very leveled and you it would be like, how the fuck do I get from that level to that level? This is more yeah. just one level, a lot of it. There are there are still levels, but it is it's a much better. The only thing is I don't know why they don't do this. You just drop a waypoint on a map and then yeah. it just gives you an arrow. Like, I I don't understand why that wasn't part of it. Um yeah they, they so it's not it's much better but it's not perfect. It's still a bit of aggro. Like that the waypoint would make everything so much easier. If you could just drop a pin, that would make it a lot easier.
2: Yeah. I understood how does the game feel to play things i'll show you. this is the main event like the, the combat and the what you can do with or without the the lightsabers how was it how does this get, does it improve much from the original and, and where does it kind of stand in 2023 of some of the other action games that you've you've played recently
1: So i think the, the combat's fantastic it really was really really good um there's lots of different types of enemies now mm. um some are really weak and it makes you feel like you're a proper Jedi like there's little droids and you can literally just push them and they just collapse which I quite like some are really difficult there's certain enemies from the last game um, that they've just brought back some of them they've just improved and made it more difficult Um, but the the combat is really really good Um, there's different stances as well so you have different lightsabers and it makes you play it differently so some are just sort of fast and weak attacks some are really slow but devastating attacks um the only thing i didn't like about it is with the different stances there's not like an enemy that can only be defeated by one stance right that makes sense yes there's no, there's no sort of point it's, there's no point in having all these stances because you you don't you only need two or mm. you only need one you can defeat any enemy with one stance so go, yeah there's no sort of real Quest to sort of go and make yourself better with another stance. I thought it would be better if they had a certain area we go in this area. You know that, that it would be really beneficial for you to have a really hard s- swing, yeah. but slow, to Like break or through enemies.
2: defenses, and yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and some of that were faster that would require you to have a faster lightsaber move. There was none of that, any light. And to be, to be honest, the, the lightsaber I used the most was just the one you start with, which is really boring. <laughs> I just yeah. stuck with that one to be honest.
2: Gets the job done. I might be misremembering, yeah. but I think Ghost of Tsushima had a stance type mechanic in there. I think there were three of those that you could learn. And I think that did help with certain enemy types, if I remember correctly. Like there were certain types of enemies where you need to use you know, a a stronger stance to break like a shield down or something like that. And it kind of encouraged you to to do that. But I kind of understand why they don't do it because also if you really can't get to grips with one of the stances and then you get put against a boss where you need to really be on point with that stance, you're going to be pissed off, aren't you? Because you're struggling to get through it. So it's a bit of a... Must be a tricky one to to decide. You know, you want to add yeah. you want to add more flexibility in there, but you perhaps don't want to force people to use it. But then for people like you, it's like, well, I'll just find what I'm good at and I'll stick with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I, I get your point. Yeah, I do get that. But I don't know. Even just to the point of where, even if you didn't have to, but just it would make it easier to defeat an enemy. You could defeat yeah. it with any any. But it was just no sort of need to do that. But you know, it's just a personal thing. That's all that is.
2: Dismemberment. <laughs> how good is this is it because basically that same like the holy grail when we found out there's going to be dismemberment on stormtroopers I think in the first one you could cut like the animals in half and it would randomly do on finishes and whatnot. but you swipe that lightsaber through someone's arm like a stormtrooper and it'd still be attached and you'd be like well we've we've been we've been taught in the Star Wars lore that's not what happens that thing should be clean cut off does the dismemberment live up to the hype in Survivor
1: not really no oh. um, it's sort of random it's not it, with the droids it, it, they it's quite good yeah. but with the stormtroopers it's still not still, still not holding moving.
2: back a little bit do you think they're not letting yeah, you just yeah. carve people in half
1: no yeah you can go in and chop someone in half and they just have a red graze across their chest it doesn't actually chop them in half um yeah and there's i understand why they do it but obviously there's certain robots as well when you you sort of slice them and it it just doesn't even register it just doesn't break their sort of block bar and you think well this is a lightsaber it should be able to cut through fucking it should be able to turn you into butter but yeah. you know they obviously can't do that for every enemy because otherwise you just fucking smash everything to pieces wouldn't you but yes yeah. true
2: actually it would be it'd be a pretty easy game if everything you touched <laughs> just melted away with the, <laughs> yeah, with, the, with the lightsaber how did you get on with being chucked into the game this is my understanding correct me if i'm wrong it it chucks you into the game with all your old skills in the first game normally when you replay a game or start a sequel I'll take God of War for example they come up with the excuse that I think Winter had like broken down all your powers and the magic that you put on so you're kind of starting from a fresh bottom of the barrel in terms of skills my understanding in Survivor is you start off a lot of the stuff that you had in the first game and this builds upon it
1: how basically
2: yeah i mean how that's quite unique these days usually games don't want to do that they want to start you with just the basics and then build up what you had to the in the first game and then give you the the newer stuff towards the end of the game but it sounds like here you start off with all the the kit and the stuff you had in the first one but then as as you start playing there's new stuff and new toys to unlock
1: yeah so it is good the way they do it um and But basically, the stuff you unlocked from the last game mm. um, and that you have from the start in this game doesn't really help you that much because you need other stuff. So <laughs> right. grappling hooks, for instance, and, and, and another power that makes you help jump even further than the double jump. Okay. So yeah. they, they do do it quite well in the fact that they don't go back to the basics and Cal's just some baby who needs learning <laughs> everything again, but he needs to get better, and it's the same sort of process, basically.
2: How much stuff by the end of the game do you have at your disposal? Is it like an insane amount of tips and tricks that you can you can operate yeah. off? It like, do you even, I bet it, you didn't use half of it, really. You probably tried it once and was like, well, that's cool. But
1: Oh, no, no. So a lot of it is not really – it's more traversal to get mm. around the planet. So to get through special doors, you need a special power to mm-hmm. get up high. You need a grappling gun and then it unlocks and you can then jump further distances. It's – the, the, the traversal is really, really good because you bring everything together. Yeah. So you, you might be like wall running and then <clears> jumping, gliding. <throat> you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot to it. it. It is really, really good.
2: When you hit a place where you can't get through, say it's a big gap that you can't jump with your double jump, you fall down O and die. Does it mark it on the map as a as a blocked path or do you have to mentally remember, oh, when I get my next power that I think will unlock that, I've got to remember to come back here. Or will it put like a little marker there to say your progression is blocked at this time. So you can, just remember yeah. it basically.
1: So basically it just puts a red wall up. Ah. And it says, you know, this is locked. And I think when you unlock the power, I'm not a hundred percent, so I need to double check this, but I think when you unlock the power, when you check the map again, it should go green to show ah. you now that you can actually go through that where you couldn't before. Nice. I'm pretty sure it does that. Pretty sure.
2: Nice. Anything else on how the game plays and the combat or the powers or the skills that you unlock, anything positive or negative that you wanted to,
1: mention? Um not really. There's there's a like a, a bit of a throwaway thing now where you get perks and mm. you can unlock little bits that sort of help you in the game slightly. little buffs,
2: got, like little 10% yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. if you throw the lightsaber the damage is better if you have sure. this buff. And just little bits like that, it was pretty uh pretty wishy-washy to be honest. Um again you still have the skill system where you can Upgrade. You learn different moves with different lightsabers, and then you have force powers, and you can unlock a better health bar. And you know, BD One. There's the stims that they'll give you more health oh, and things like that.
2: D- BD One. Yeah, I remember him it's... doing all sorts of useful stuff in the first one, like finding stuff or pointing you towards, like making a noise when there were certain things that you might miss, like a little loot thing or stuff. Does he still have little yeah. pointers Without like him, that? You're,
1: you're nothing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the real. He's the real hero of the story. <laughs> Something I didn't mention that I thought i quickly mention now, which is quite good, was the customization. So you can oh, customize yeah. the lightsaber amazingly well. And his hair, different, you can change
2: yeah, all his hair and all that shit. Haircut,
1: in the yeah, different outfits, yeah. and then you can change the color of the outfit. And same with BD1. He, he has like different eyes and different heads, bodies, toes, ear sensors. You can change all the colors of it. Um, all the lightsaber can be changed the colour you can make it wood or metal or nice. rubber and yeah um, and that, that's really really cool that that was like quite nice to make, sort of make your little cow unique and BD1 unique as well
2: did you change his haircut
1: yeah yeah like a slick back ginger
2: <laughs> can't dye his hair then they won't let you do that nah, <laughs> no the
1: worst thing about the game that is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's cool that's something i definitely will spend time doing when i play it like an, an, an unusual amount of time in there just fiddling around like every time i unlock a new haircut i always put it on and then i do like i go right i've got to do at least one mission with his new haircut and then i, mean, I kept doing it the witcher going to the barber's every three days just to get a new haircut and get, <laughs> get the beard trimmed <laughs>
1: can
2: he can you get a beard on him
1: yeah you get a beard
2: Bloody yeah hell. doesn't get some stuff yeah
1: yeah. You can change the length of the stubble as well, and it's like goatees, but it doesn't grow like in uh, like
2: Red Dead or Witcher. Yeah, yeah. The
1: Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: soundtrack. Obviously, it's a Star Wars game, so this is usually a high point. Even if the film's shit, the, the soundtrack remains like a, a key component of it. How do they do with the game here? Faithful and uh, fits the bill.
1: Yes. Uh... I didn't really pay too much attention to the soundtrack, to be honest. Um, you can, when you go into the bar, one of the people you can unlock is a DJ, and then you can unlock <laughs> different tracks to play in the bar as you're walking around, and you can change it, like a, you know, like a jukebox, basically. Um, did but they have, I didn't
2: did they have tunes from the film that you could I, I was
1: just, just about to say, I didn't really pay too much attention to it, so it might have had some songs from the film that I've not really been paying attention to. Well, the same anyways, yeah.
2: and it's John Williams. If it's in there, it's in there. If it's not, it's not. How hard was the game this time round? Because I assume it's got the same kind of experience system where if you die, you can go back, and if you defeat the enemy, you get your experience back. If you die again, you lose that 10,000 or whatever the points were. I assume it's the same there. How did you get on with the the difficulty this time? Because, again, you said you put it up one level again for the extra misery.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a really good blend. So it's it's not like impossibly hard, like, you know, you do Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something like that where you just want to throw yourself out of the window. But it's also not so easy. You're just not having to think about what you're doing. So it's quite a nice sort of blend of, you know, difficult without, you know, being too difficult in my eyes. Um, it's sort of everything's realistic. And with something like... I don't know, Bloodborne or Dark Souls. When I played that, I remember having to die to learn yeah. how to defeat an enemy. But with this, you can sort of... It's not that hard. You can sort of think, oh, I can actually... I know what he's going to do here and just keep your block up. And yeah, so it, it is good. It's not too hard, but not too easy. It's a good challenge.
2: Excellent. Has it got any online modes or anything? No, like, weird, like, network... Because some things have, like, weird, like, social elements built in now where it will, like booting other players findings and stuff like a Dark Souls for example actually shows like a spectre of where other players have gone and where they've died and whatnot is there anything like that in this or is it
1: no not that, I, not that I saw no good Um yeah keep, there's a keep, little training bit you can do which is you had that in the first game where you can yeah up a, sort of a, just fight enemies to practice on but yeah nothing nothing with other players online
2: no any other call outs or things that you feel like you want to Chat about?
1: No, covered covered pretty much everything, I think. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Right. The podcast of two halves, it seems. Technically deficient, but under the hood, a well designed and uh, enjoyable game to play. The all important question is does it earn itself a place in the Digital Gaming Gallery? Keep it in mind, you know, you're putting your name to this. Yeah. It will say Biff underneath it if you decide to do it. This is big yeah, pressure now.
1: I would say it does. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's a quality game. I really, really enjoyed it. It's probably the, one of the best games I've played since sort of God of War, Last of Us. It's okay. And if they've, if they could have sort of sorted the technical side of it out and the, you know, the visual side of it out, it genuinely would have been, you know, right up there with them. As it's really, really good game um i've got a feeling if you play it in six months time to a year once they've sorted this shit out you'll go you know that was amazing right um so yeah i would put i would put it in there but there should be a little caveat that says give it six months from release no caveats
2: No (laughs) caveats. well someone someone walks in there 12 months afterwards they probably won't know any difference they'll be like yeah that's that's correct but um that's interesting advice don't don't play it just i mean we're talking like what two months after it's come out almost I yeah, think, it's still yeah.
1: still tearing, still loads of problems like that. At least
2: six foot yeah, it's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Anyway, you can um advertise it or reward it or award it with a platinum, gold, silver or bronze. Where does Star Wars Jedi Survivor go in the gallery for you?
1: Um Uh so it's hard because if it was good if it was if it, if it was they'd good. sorted it out. If they'd have sorted it out, it would He's sort of touching a platinum. I, I, I'm going to go silver. Once right. they've sorted it, it will be a gold. I think, but okay very close, very close to a platinum. If you like Star Wars, you know you could give it a platinum, I suppose. But well,
2: if you don't like do Star it. Wars, is there anything there for anyone?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you don't like Star Wars, you've got no interest in it. it's still, still be a good game. I, I think gold would be gold would be good, but at the moment, as it is, silver.
2: Yeah, that's all you can do. It's always a snapshot in time. So until they sort those issues. Um, regularly, it's always going to struggle a little bit, but that's interesting. Star Wars Jedi Survivor earns itself a silver, goes into Biff's personal exhibition in the gaming gallery. I think that's going to be it, mate. So, good job. Back again. Trying to become a regular, it seems. Don't get don't paid for this. <laughs> Logan, don't get paid for it. Atkins don't. Although, we did give you some new earphones.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, perks of the job.
2: Exactly. Don't lose them. I don't, <laughs> well... I know what that household's <laughs> like, things go missing, get left out and then gets put in the bin and whatnot. And that'll be the end of it.
1: Oh, I keep them safe, don't worry.
2: 17 quid, eh? Should be 20 well, quid. Amazon were doing a little offer, so got them cheaper. But people will have noticed the increased sound quality, because even you said when you listened to it back, you were disgusted with it.
1: But well, when you one. said about it, I was like, Oh, you're a bit of a perfectionist, but when I played it, I thought fucking hell, that is bad. That sounded well ropey, so hopefully this sounds a bit better.
2: It does sound better. Absolutely. Anyway, I'll let you go and I'll let the audience go. As usual, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. But nothing more for us to say here other than Thanks for your time and ta da.